welcome to the Open Government Podcast. I'm Richard Pietro. And I'm Samir Vasta. Each episode of the Open Government Podcast, we bring you an interview with someone working on open government and citizen engagement in their community. And today, we're doing a special episode because we're kind of in between seasons right now. But yesterday, I had the opportunity to participate in a consultation for the City of Toronto's website revitalization project. And I kind of bullied Samir into turning this experience into an impromptu podcast episode. But with me at the consultation was also a friend of mine, Howard Tam. And Howard is the founder of the Think Fresh Group in Toronto, and they specialize in social innovation consultancy in the hopes of facilitating a dialogue and collaboration across sectors to help build stronger and more resilient communities. Thank you very much, Howard, for joining us. Uh, thank you for having me. So, guys, tell me a little bit about what I missed. Uh, tell me how the consultation went, and I've been to a few of these, but I didn't get to go to this one. Tell me what are the things that you think were valuable out of these, some of the things that uh, were a little tricky about those. Uh, sure. I mean, um, it, it was a, I mean, I didn't know what to expect, first of all, going into this. Uh, I, I had uh, signed up. Um, someone had sent me an email link and said, hey, this is going on. Are you interested? Uh, and uh, so I signed up and uh, they sent me an email that said, you know, come at this date and time and just make sure you're there on time so that we can get started properly. Um, and that was really it. I mean, I didn't really uh, think too much about it. Uh, so I walked in uh, with minimal expectations, wasn't exactly sure what, what, to, what would be the outcome. And um, what was interesting was, uh, I mean, it was done by um, Ipsos Reid, which uh, in my opinion, I mean, uh, they, they do a lot of um, surveys and statistical analysis. I mean, they're the guys who do a lot of polling that I know of. So I, I thought it was a little bit interesting to sort of see that uh, sort of as the, as the vendor who's doing this sort of work for the city. Um, and, um, and so I think, I think what ended up happening is that um, through, through the session, like it really actually felt a bit like that because... Uh, one of the things they gave us, for example, were these um, uh, polling button machines um, where you could do sort of live voting uh, of, um, you know, statements or uh, uh, pieces that um, they wanted uh, they wanted your opinion on. Um, and that, that a bit felt a bit like polling. And I think they were analyzing that from sort of a polling perspective, sort of looking at where the sort of the median or the mean was and kind of going, hey, there's some outliers here. What do the outliers think? Right. Um, so that was interesting. Um, the table discussions, uh, you know, were, were focused on specific themes and specific ideas. Um, uh, my general comment about them was uh, a couple of things. Um, one, they're definitely uh, could have been I, I, like I think they were they were very um, they were box boxed in a little bit in the way that um, uh, they were doing the consultations uh, in the sense that it didn't really leave a lot of space for uh, creativity. It was more just what do you think? We'll track down your opinions. And then the facilitator at our table was also trying to really kind of get us into this, like, so what's the consensus? What's what's the consensus around the table? What is everybody, you know, trying to land on? And I kept see thinking... That, see, that's funny, because our, our uh, because we were at different tables, Howard and I, mm -hmm. my facilitator was not trying to find consensus at all. He was trying to get conversations going, but at no point did he even say, are we all on the same page on this? Yeah, no, our, our facilitator was, was driving towards that. And I, I found that a little bit funny because um, uh, having done facilitation, facilitated uh, consultations myself, uh, I don't ever tend to really sort of drive towards that in any way. Like um, I would more sort of be, okay, so I've got these different themes that are emerging. Am I capturing this correctly? Uh, something like that. And uh, I thought that was a little bit strange because um, there was one particular person at our table, uh, this older gentleman, 
who seem to know quite a bit about uh, surveys and uh, polling and, uh, you know, running consultations. Um, he seemed to have a background in computer science. I believe he was a professor for uh, at one point or another. Um, and so uh, he seemed to be very, you know, dominating a lot of the conversation and also like getting very technical about how some of the processes were working. Um, and so it was funny because uh, other people who may have been a bit more quiet, I think, were sort of kind of just uh, sometimes tagging along to what he was saying, but also just, um, you know, he, he made a lot of comments. And so uh, in, the la in the lack of any other further comments, then uh, was that the consensus that was around the table? I, I don't know. And I'm not exactly <laughs> sure that's the, that's the best, you know, process that could have been used. Yeah. So can I quickly ask you, you mentioned that there were a, a diversity of people in the room. Could uh, perhaps both of you speak to who was in the room, what kinds of people, and how did that reflect, for better or for worse, uh, the kinds of discussions that you were having? Well, uh, I, I, we saw, at least at my table and what I rec recall seeing, it was a diverse group. We had young people. We had older people. We had engaged citizens. We had – I had a lawyer at my table. I had a guy who just used the, uh, uh, the Metro Hall child care. He was just another dude, but he was just invited to this thing. They, they had a very mixed group, uh, that's for sure, but – my biggest concern was not so much who was in the room, but going back a little bit to what Howard was saying, it was how they presented the consultation. So Howard made mention of Ipsos Reid, and Ipsos Reid is obviously very highly regarded in polling and finding information. But the way this was presented to me, it's funny, once again, Howard going back was saying that he had very little expectations or he didn't know what to expect about the consultation. I, for me, it was the complete opposite. I had very high expectations. You know, this was a revitalization of Toronto.ca. We're going to make the site better. We need your input. So what, I was expecting a lot of new ideas, creativity, and, and using a much more user-centered design approach. So, for example, a lot of the times, they would be asking us questions like, what do you think is the best way to present the homepage for Toronto.ca? And I, I would be at my table. I'm like, well, I don't know. Like, I, who, who, I'm not a UX guy. I'm not an expert on this. Like, who are the number one? And that was a question I kept asking my uh, facilitators. Like, these questions are best answered with the data supporting it. So, in other words, I would say, like, who are the primary users that go to Toronto.ca? If it's, if it's citizens, then make the homepage, you know, citizen-friendly that focuses on the services that they're more inclined towards. But everyone at my table seemed to focus more like, well, no, the site has got to look pretty because then we have people from around the world looking at the site and it's a fresh foot forward. My expectation was we're trying to revitalize the site for Torontonians, but it seemed as though my group was mostly focused on the, the looks and feel of, of first impressions and we're, none of us were experts in user design. Did you have that same feeling, Howard, a little bit that that they were going about it perhaps in a different direction than you expected? Yeah, I think the questions were very, um, they were very pointed and specific. Like they really wanted to find out um, very specific pieces of information just to either confirm a hunch or to uh, figure out maybe if there's a new direction that might be taken as a result of it. Um, I, I agree with you actually on the point about design. Like um, I, I would have actually thought that uh, a better process might actually to be looking at it through a, a a user design perspective, but like looking at looking at us as the participants, as the users, and saying, "Well, here's a blank canvas. 
what would you make this website look like? Here's some examples that we've seen from around the world. What would you want to make this look like? And, you know, sketch it out or draw it out or, you know, have some fun with some post-it notes and, um, and, uh, and colorful markers. And, you know, uh, I mean, that's, that, that to me would have been, would have been great. Cause, um, I mean, I think a lot of people have obviously visited the website and, and know sort of what the, what the issues are, but to, really build in that creativity piece I thought would have been great because then you can actually start to um, sort of ask the questions a different way because once you have sort of a piece of paper in front of you where there's uh, someone's already sketched something out, you could be like, oh, what's that feature? Oh, that's that. Oh, that's interesting. Well, tell me about that. Why do you think that that search button should be near the bottom of the page, for example? Is that see, something I, that you want to you want to talk a little bit more about, right? See, I disagree um, with that. I would rather ask, have them ask me, Richard, how do you use the site? So, well, I go to the site to go to toronto.ca and, and, and friend slash open. I go to the open data portal. I go to development. Like, and asking me more about how I use the site as opposed to getting my opinion on what's the best way to create a site. Because I'm not a website designer. I'm not, like I said, I'm not a UX guy. Leave that to the experts, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe, Samir, do you have a perspective on this? Like, we're talking about two very unique approaches here. Definitely. And you know what I want to do is I want to, I want to just, just bring it back. And it looks like there's a kind of a case of expectation management that was not met here. Whereas, Richard, you came in expecting, hey, we're going to reduce, redo this. So give us ideas on how to do this in the way that's best for our users or give us ideas uh, on how to do this that's best for the people using the website. Whereas I think, Howard, you came in, and correct me if I'm wrong, kind of saying, help us react or help us kind of design something that's more reflective of who we are. And maybe maybe this is a case of expectation management on behalf of the city. Now, obviously, both of you are very kind of distinct users of the City of Toronto website. And maybe what might be worth talking about is how do you approach the City of Toronto website? What do you look to see from it? And how do you think that differs from a whole bunch of other people, not just in the room, but some of the other people that may have been excluded from that room as well? Mm-hmm. well um, go ahead, go ahead go Howard. Oh, okay. Uh, I was just going to say, and actually on that point about um, sort of inclusion, exclusion. Now, I mean, granted, they did say that they were doing multiple sessions. So maybe they were focusing on specific subgroups within the city, like different themed groups. Um, but I would definitely say that um, from sort of my reading of the room, it felt a bit like it was very focused on, um, uh, I met at least like two or three people who said that they were involved in housing of some sort, mm-hmm. cooperative housing or nonprofit housing. And then there was a, there's an urban planner also in the room. And then the, uh, the elderly gentleman who I was talking about earlier, um, he said that he had experience with uh, a lot of sort of uh, local community planning uh, based on his work around, um, you know, opposing condos in his neighborhood and things like that. Um, and so I thought it was very focused actually on, on planning and infrastructure people. Uh, and and that's, that's actually my feeling of actually the, the, um, the diversity that was in the room or uh, sort of the, the focus of, of that group. And actually, it would, I think it would have been more interesting to me anyways to have had more uh, people from various different diverse backgrounds, like, uh, and various different, you know, uh, income levels, uh, various different ages, right? For example, I didn't feel there was a lot of youth in the room. That was definitely would have been a very interesting perspective to have. So um, definitely, I, I didn't think it was, uh, it was all entirely there. You know, it's funny, once again, because I remember when I said, when you say youth, do you mean like teenagers, Howard? Yeah, teenagers, okay. uh, or even university students, right? Like, uh, a lot of people in that room, I didn't feel were very young, to be quite honest, they were working professionals, Yes, you're right. That that you're absolutely right about. But I also remember asking this to my facilitator um, because we were all handpicked. So he was saying this to us: what we attended, Howard, mm-hmm. we were handpicked individuals from the city of Toronto. Mm-hmm. The next session, because it was a second session right after ours, 
Um, they were sort of Ipsos read, you know, uh, focus group participants, like sort of like a pool that they have of participants that they invite to these things. So you're right. The room was very much engaged individuals who use the city of Toronto's website. But I think the next group, we were going to see a lot more of the sort of the general citizen. But at the same time, for me, it's always the questions that they were asking, which always irked me all the time. It seemed as all like, and I always have to put things in context for myself that, and our facilitators, our facilitators said this, and some of the organizers, like what we're seeing today is just a small percentage of the whole web revitalization project. Mm-hmm. And that's actually, that's where I got scared because at the end of the day, at the end of our session, Howard, do you remember when they said that the new Toronto.ca website was going to be launched? Yeah, you, 2017, right? 2017. Yeah. It was like two years from now. And I'm, I'm going out of my mind here. It's like all of this content that you're asking us from a UX perspective, they're asking us questions about social media and things along those lines. Like, Two years from now, they're going to be completely irrelevant. Like, look how, right. how, how fast Snapchat came on board and Instagram. So I got concerned real fast. Hi, podcast listeners. It's Samir here. We had such a great time chatting with Howard about the Web Revitalization Project with the City of Toronto that we decided to break the podcast into two parts. Stay tuned for tomorrow's part where we'll pick up the conversation where we left off and talk a little bit more about where we see the Web Revitalization Project going and how we think we can make it better. Thanks, and we'll see you tomorrow. Mm-hmm.